All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the John Q. Public Podcast Show. This is episode three. And as you can tell by the title, let's dive into a little bit today on taxes, which I know is uh, <laughs> is a touchy subject for a lot of people. And we'll probably spend if not all, pretty close to all the time today, pondering property taxes and trying to figure out what's going on here. You know, why might they work? Why do they not work? Um, as a strong conservative myself, I do not believe in property taxes from the standpoint of like an annual on a piece of land, right? So we, if we think about it, right, property taxes include everything that is in the boundaries, right? The legal description, right? So if you go into uh, the database of a municipality, it's you know if you if you live at one one twenty one Main Street, it's not just one twenty one Main Street. They're gonna have a, a geographic code to it, right? You can kind of think of like longitude, latitude, in that manner, but each piece of property is going to have essentially a code that's there to describe exactly where that piece of land is located and someone could go find it. It's all, you know, public record. You can go look that stuff up. So if we look at it from the standpoint of, you know, why would someone like myself and many other people feel that property taxes are, at least in my opinion, the way that they do them now is not constitutional for a couple of reasons. Number one, I, I certainly think that the founding fathers would, they would not be in agreement with the way that property taxes in, in general are done, right? So let's say that you have a piece of property and whether or not you quote unquote own it free and clear, whether you're doing it on land contract, whether you're financing it through a bank or whatever it might be, right? There's, I don't know how exactly how every state works, right? Let's use Michigan as an example. So in Michigan, right, we've got summer and winter taxes or however you want to call them but right so we would get a statement twice a year around you know february and, and september every year at least where i'm at local municipality that's how we do it so right we get that statement and it says x y and z on it and that all adds up to you know whatever the fee the tax is that's due okay the first problem that we have, right, is that, number one, it's mandated perpetually, right? The biggest problem that I have with this is I don't mind if there's a tax on buying property, right? Sales tax, that's fine. I've been a, a big advocate for larger sales tax and replacing certain things, right? Because you're only going to pay the tax based on use, and I think that's fair, right? If you're a person that's a high earner 
and you buy or finance or whatever, more expensive things, you're going to pay more tax. And that's fine, right? If I buy a million dollar house, my taxes are going to be higher than if I buy a hundred thousand dollar house. And that's fine and that's fair and that's equitable, right? But where we have a problem, right, if you think about this, so the founding fathers, right, their whole premise was to have the United States of America, right, be a free country, capitalist, uh, constitutional republic, right? We've got a democratic system of, you know, voting and representation of the people, which that's not working the way that it should, but that's a whole other topic to stay on point here. So if we think about the way that this is set up now, okay, if I have, let's say I financed my property, right? And I don't say I financed my home, right? Because the home is on the property. We're talking about the property. Everything that's on the property is included in that financing, right? So I'm not financing a house. I'm financing the property that the house is located on, right? I'm not buying the house because if you think about it, if I don't pay my property taxes, I lose my property. I don't just get to keep the house and the government takes back the property, right? Everything that is on that property is subject to the value of whatever that piece of property is at the time of purchase agreement or sale or whatever you want to call it, right? So if if I don't pay my property taxes, right, after a period of time, the government comes in and they would, if need be, forcibly remove you from that piece of property. So tell me, if the government can come in and forcibly remove you for not paying property taxes, right, do you actually own your property, even if it's free and clear, right? Even if you've got no no finance left on that mortgage note, right? If you're free and clear, you don't have a payment, you know, on you don't have a quote unquote house payment anymore, right? You still have property taxes for the rest of your life. Now, I understand where the argument comes from of the necessity to perpetually have property taxes because you fund things like local services with the municipality, right? Things like public school systems, things like fire, emergency services, that kind of stuff. I understand where they're coming from with that. And if you think about it, right, the, the way that they do these property taxes now, right, this is all stemming from funding wars a couple hundred years ago, right? If you, if you look back at the, the institution of property taxes, right, it's essentially just was a method to fund the war efforts, right? They had to figure out some way to generate more revenue, right, and taxing someone's real property was a great way to do that, right? And it's just continued on for a couple hundred years now. But I mean, this and this even, at least in the United States, right? And this even goes back, right? We, we can go back to like five, 6,000 BC, something like that. Like at the, the dawn of, of 
human history, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> if you if you believe in the, the science that we've been around for millions of years, that's a little bit different. But like, it taxation, right, has has been around for ever, right? And we can go back to the ancient Egyptians, ancient times, right, five thousand BC. Um, you know, you had taxation back then, right? Tax collectors were, you know, like the devil incarnate back then. Um, you know, but the way that we can look at this, right? So let's get back on track here. So if, if in this situation here, right, we have to essentially pay a fee to live at our residence in perpetuity, we don't actually own it. I want you to think about that and let that sit in. Right? If I go buy a TV, right, I pay a sales tax, right, at the, at the time of purchase. But I I own that TV, right? If I pay cash, right, that came out of my pocket, or you know, I use my debit card, right, it comes out of my bank account. I own it free and clear. If I put it on a credit card right the credit card company is paying the entire lump sum right to you know say walmart or whatever right and then i pay back the credit card company right but the point remains or you know if i go finance it with you know some financing through the store or whatever it's paid right because the store paid the company that sold the tv to them right and something is always paid and that's one thing i heard it on dan bongino's radio show Oh, you know, I think it, it was probably back in the like 2022 election thereabouts, but I can't remember what he was talking about, but it was like all debts, oh, it was the student loan thing, right? That popped up anyway. Um, but like all debts are paid, right? The same thing here of purchasing, right? That TV, right? It's paid at the time of sale, bought, right? Whether you got to pay back your credit card company or, or whatever, you pay cash out of your bank, whatever. Like it's paid for at the time. And you pay sales tax. You take that home and you have it. There isn't a every six months you got to pay a new tax on on that TV based on what, you know, the assessor deems the value of that TV is, right? And this is where the frustration comes in. Because number one, property taxes, again, as they are done now, at least as we look at them, they should be considered unconstitutional. And they are, in my mind, um, you know, we can debate the, the ad valorem aspect of things. You know, maybe all property should be taxed at, at the exact same amount. Some people argue that. I don't know if that's necessarily the, like, the way to do it because if you got a house in, you know, like Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, you know, a nicer, more rickety area versus the ghetto of Detroit. Obviously, those two pieces of property do have significantly different value. It would, you could say it would be unfair to charge the exact same amount of property tax because either that home in Bloomfield Hills is going to be significantly undertaxed or the home in the ghetto of Detroit is going to be significantly overtaxed, right? We do have to find some kind of common ground. The only way to do that is you have a sales tax at 
the ton, right? So if I buy that property, because you got to think about, right, and a couple of things, I want to dive into commercial properties as well and rentals. We'll, we'll do that in just a bit here. But if we think about it, right, so if, if I buy, uh, you know, a piece of property, right, so let's, let's say the sale, the value is 250000 right? Well, it's not really 250000 right? It's 250000 plus, you know, you might have some fees or, or whatever, so let's take that into account. But it's not 250000 it's 250000 plus the several thousands of dollars every year in taxes that have to be paid for the rest of my life. So let's say I, you know, I, I get that $250,000 home when I'm 35. And let's say just based on the area that I live in, that on average, the annual tax on that is $2,500, right? Well, this isn't a $250,000 house anymore. It's a base price of $250 for the property. And then I pay $2,500 in taxes for the next, let's say I own it for the next 40 years. Right, so I'm 75, and you know, and I sell it, and I move into the same community, right? So I've then paid an additional hundred thousand dollars in taxes, right? I just think about that a little bit. So one way that we could remedy this is we have a specific um, taxation at the point of sale based on, and I mean, you could say residential, commercial, industrial, like however you want to do it, but it would then be built into the price and that tax then goes to the municipality, right? It's a fee that's, you know, at the time of sale and it's there, just like if I bought a TV, if I bought a car, if I bought, you know, something from Home Depot or whatever, right? We have sales tax, and then you have a sales tax for real estate. Now, one one thing that I could argue for, and I, I've gone back and forth about this, and this is an interesting concept, is right. So you have that. Now, you could say that if someone is using, right, you've got say rental properties, you've got apartment complexes, whatever it might be, you could potentially, you know, look at that slightly differently, I guess. But like, let's just say across the board, we had a real estate sales tax, right? And it's just, you know, at the time of sale, and it's built in there, right? So let's just use, let's use the $250,000 house as an example. So $250,000 house, and let's take, you would have to build in a uh, concept of how long, right, would you justify someone living in the place for, so you'd have to establish something, right, you'd have to kind of look at maybe ownership trends or how long you buy the house for or whatever, but let's just say, uh, this could be way off, I don't, I don't know what it is, I, I pride myself in kind of intentionally being unprepared for some of this stuff, so it's like organic and, and everything, I've got some notes here, but I kind of just go from, from the heart, 
which I hope you guys appreciate. But anyway, so let's just take, let's say average ownership of a house in the United States is, let's just call it 20 years. Right? You own, on average, people will own a house for 20 years, right? Okay, so, and then you say, you know, on average value in this area, you know, based on this property is $2,500 a year, right? Okay, so over 20 years, right? And they calculate that. And that comes out to be $50,000 in tax, right? So now this is an extreme model. I get it. It might sound really funny, but think about it. So if I, let's say I bought my house five years ago, right? And so I've been in it for five years now. And like, this is my forever home. It's what me and my wife want to have till for a long, long time. Right. So let's use that 40 year example. So I lived in it for 40 years and then finally sold it. Well, over 40 years at $2,500 a year, right? That's a hundred thousand dollars. Whereas if we take the model of like what you pay right up front, right. And finance it into there, because if you think about it too, like if you finance something, your property taxes are included in your home payment, right? So that, that, is kind of a moot point there, right? Because let's, you know, like if you live in the house, right, and you got a 30 year note on the, the mortgage for the property, right? You're paying those property taxes anyway through the, like the duration, right? This is all adding up. So we just add it on at time of sale. It doesn't increase the value of the property. The value of the property is still there. It's just, we add on the quote unquote real estate tax. For that, right? And it's just there and it's up front and it's built in. And we're offering a benefit to homeowners in that if they pay off that note, right, that financing, right, and you truly have it free and clear. And after that period of time, right? It would have evened itself out. And then the person is being rewarded because they stayed in the home, they kept it up, right? And you've got all of this taking place and kind of leveling things out. And it really would be a much more adequate system versus, you know, people paying on this for years and years and you can put people in a situation where right where they're you know they've committed to this they saw it through because if you think about it right you'll you know you'll put it in a situation right where it is kind of like not like a usage tax right but the value in the taxation is there at time of sale, it's up front, it's locked in, here is the amount. And then we put people in a situation where there's truly, quote unquote, ownership of property, right? I'm, I'm a big advocate for everybody's income going to them. 
I I have for a really long time disagreed with like the the income tax as it is, right? That you know, the concept of the government getting its portion before you get yours, I don't think is fair. Now we can kind of debate the you know the merits of whether or not you know income tax as it's currently done you know works but let's get back to property taxes for a minute here so you know the, the one thing that you could you know look at is and you could potentially do differently maybe maybe we need a residential property tax system and maybe we need a commercial um, or income property taxes, and you know, however, however you want to look at that, you, you could almost, you know, have like a multi-tiered system. And I know we want to try to like simplify things, but you know, maybe, maybe then you break it up to where you say like per, like you've got, you know, maybe some thresholds of like per thousand dollars of that property, you know, you pay. let's say, you know, arbitrary number 10%, right? Up to say a million dollars. And then from like a million to, you know, 10 million is another bracket, 10 million to 50, or like 10 million to 30 is another, and then above 30, is, you know, however you want to do it. But like you say, like of every thousand dollars of that transaction, like X, percent applies right and you could say you know tier one is 12 percent tier two is 10 percent tier three is you know seven and a half and tier four is five percent like whatever but it's 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 added at time of sale right and it's due and it's paid and whatever it might be and then you work out a system where like whoever whoever the person is that's selling right they you know that it's whatever portion of that transaction has to be then made up and that needs to be remitted to you know however it needs to be uh, divvied out Right. And so it, it works just like, like I said, we would establish just a specific real estate tax for transactions. It's paid at the time of the sale. And I think this would do two things, right? Number one, it would, it would assess or it would assume and acquire the taxes right then and there for the local municipality. Right. But also maybe this would get people to, you know, to commit to their homes. I think that one, one thing that we, you know, we've had going on for a long time, right? House flipping and, and stuff like that. And that's a noble, you know, endeavor. That's certainly something where, you know, maybe, maybe you could set up in the law then, like if somebody intends to flip the property, right? Maybe, you know, maybe then we incorporate in um, a slightly different method of, of doing that where you'd say, okay, if the person intends to flip the property, 
right you write it for like let's say a i don't know a six month or 12 month or you know short-term ownership thing where you then you know prorate whatever that's going to be right so if my if my intent is to flip this house say i buy it for a hundred thousand right so typically it's going to be right so say my typical sales tax then you know in that bracket would be fifteen percent right real estate tax so instead of the right the the fifteen percent at the time right they finance it the property tax is held at the moment right and then at time of when they flip it right we calculate it based on percentage of um, like what the margin is or whatever they would you know they would pay the, you know, you could say like a difference or, or whatever it might be. And it doesn't necessarily say that, you know, you could say like, or, you know, if it was going to be, let's say, you know, 12,000 was the real estate tax on that $100,000 piece, right? If you were, you know, going to sign a traditional mortgage on it, right? Um, but if, if you intend to flip it, right, we could say, okay, it could be, I don't know, 5%. Or, you know, like you get the idea there. Or if you sold your house within a certain window of time, right, um, you know, we could have some sort of, I don't know, system there for short-term ownership or whatever it might be. But the idea would be that, you know, you, you pay that real estate tax at time of sale, and it's not something where then municipalities are sending, you know, biannual statements to my house saying, I've got to pay X, Y, and Z. It's just done at the time. Another thing that's wrong with, at least in my area, with like property taxes is let's, let's look at a few things. Uh, the biggest thing, and this drives me up a wall to no end, is let's say in, in my area, we've got a lot of families that do homeschool. And this, I know this can be like a hot button issue for a lot of people. So let's say you do homeschool. You don't use the local public school system for any resources whatsoever. Or, oh, here's another good one. You, you have a home. You don't have kids at home anymore or never did or whatever. On your property tax statement, again, this is just in... in in Michigan here, I'm talking about your state could be different. But right, there's, on the property tax bill, there is an assessment for the local school system. Again, at least in my area. I'm just using this as an example. What if you don't have any kids? Right? What if you homeschool? Right? Why, why is it fair that, you know, one would have to contribute to the school. Oh, another one, and this, oh boy, does this just get me. School debt fund. <laughs> I don't, you know, if one doesn't use the, the school system for anything, how unconstitutional and unacceptable is this, that one would have to pay 
as part of their property taxes for number one for the school system but number two the debt fund for the school right um i didn't vote for the millage to increase things right why do i have to participate with that and it's absolutely terrible that you would you know annually get it now I understand the premise of you want good local schools. It's for the, the benefit of everybody. Okay, suck it up, deal with it. But again, a lot of this stuff could be put to bed. If it was just a real estate tax at the time of sale, right, or it's built into your, you know, your mortgage, it's just already in there, right? However it might be, if you're doing land contract, right, you can kind of you know, you can structure that the same way as a traditional mortgage, whatever. But it, the way that it's done right now just doesn't work. It's unconstitutional and it's unfair. If someone is going to be, if someone is going to be forcibly removed and have something taken away from them for not paying taxes, they don't truly own it, right? If I go pay cash for a car, Right, a used car lot, right? I'd pay sales tax. But I'm not going to get a property tax bill for my car every six months saying you own X, right? I think we can all kind of see how, how this just doesn't work, right? So I would be a proponent for a real estate tax, you know, at the time of sale. But this ongoing property tax thing is just something that, and again, it's kind of like me venting. Or whatever. Maybe this will be thought provoking. Maybe it'll, you know, do something. But like, you know, property taxes have been around for years and years and years and hundreds of years, thousands of years, right? And you know, we can look at, you know, it's kind of like, right? If you live in the fiefdom, right, of the, the kingdom, right? You had to pay your, you know, your your taxes, 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 to, you know, have the <laughs> luxury of living on your property just existing there, right and you know if you didn't pay your taxes to the king right they were going to come in and they were going to forcibly remove you nobody ever owned anything and i think we're you know where we started to get off track a hundred years ago right with the war effort and and everything um you know the the idea of property taxes right i'm not vehemently against and i don't think that property taxes are inherently evil it's just the way that they do it is unconstitutional because the government should you know not be able to take something away that is owned by private entity right otherwise you're just telling the citizens right this is the government's country you're just living in it right you're just paying for you know the the pleasure of living you know where you're at but if you don't pay your taxes we're just going to take it away from you because if you think about it right think about how many people lose lose their home potentially right due to oppressive property taxes right you know it's one thing to not pay your mortgage right that makes sense 
you haven't paid off the debt, the bank comes in or whatever, and they, they forcibly remove you because you haven't paid off your debt. But in the instance of property taxes, you know, how they are, if the government can come in and forcibly remove you, right, even if you have that property note, you know, free and clear, you don't own or you don't owe any more money to the bank or, you know, however you got it, right, you don't actually own it free and clear. The government has a lien continually on your property. That if you don't pay that money every, you know, six months, again, like in our area, I know not every state is the same, but, you know, we could rectify a lot of this and simplify a lot of this by just building in a real estate tax at time of transaction, right, based off a standardized system of measurements, as it were, however we want to calculate that and then you say you know this xyz right if you get it paid off good for you right you don't owe anything else after you know that period of time etc you know the longer that you you know take to pay it off like it is what it is you pay it off in 10 years you pay it off in 30 you pay it off in 50 you know that's all the same amount and real estate is constantly being bought and sold so it's not going to be an issue of you know, the uh, municipality running out of funding or anything like that. The money will constantly be coming in forever because real estate locally is constantly being, you know, bought and sold. And I'm pretty sure that government in general is not very good at managing our taxes. And I'm not of the mindset to want to pay them any more than what, you know, we do already but anyway so just some thoughts there um you know i i don't know if this speaks to you i don't know you know if you agree or, or not agree maybe this will be a you know great conversation starter my hope would be again with this podcast with this you know, radio show whatever you want to call it is that it reaches people it's thought-provoking it helps to promote change helps to start positive conversations, right? At the end of the day, I, I don't care if someone disagrees with me, but let's have a conversation, right? As soon as we stop talking, that's when, you know, the fighting starts. And I don't think there's anything that, you know, from the get-go that we can't take, you know, the, you know, the common sense approach. And that, that's kind of the idea here, right? Is the common man, right? Just the average Joe, as, as I would be, right, hardworking citizens, that, you know, we can, we can achieve great things through common sense. The problem is we've gotten away from common sense in a lot of ways. And so, you know, return to civility would be a great thing. Simpler times, right, decades ago, things used to be a heck of a lot simpler. And you know, we'll keep working our way towards that. So until next time, again, thank you for listening to the John Q, John Q Public Podcast radio show. We will catch you again soon. Thanks and take care.